0: Welcome to the first of probably many Sicos Committee podcast episodes. We're still trying to figure this out, so we'll get there when we get there. My name is Jordan. I'm VP of Graphic Design and a bunch of other stuff. And with me is the man in charge, the head Sico, Commissioner Escalante. Commissioner, how are you doing tonight?
1: Uh, it's It's been an interesting weekend and uh, just happy to discuss the poll uh, that we did uh, over the past week. And uh, looking forward to sharing that with all of you.
0: I think that I think that we were both very happy to get to this part of the season where we're finally um, no longer just waiting for things to happen. Things are actually going to happen.
1: Yeah, I I think everybody, you know, we're 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 doing the daily like we have only four days left until the, the season kicks off or only eight days left. Or, uh, we, you know, we start tweeting uh, random bunting videos. But, yeah, we're actually looking forward to the football. I'm just going to say that.
0: I know. I think I think that a lot of our followers are going to be very happy when we're back to football and uh, my core false posting is no longer uh, front and center.
1: We we watched the entire USFL season. I've been getting really, really, really into the Canadian Football League. I, I even have a preference to their commentating teams.
0: That's I, that's I, I, really... I miss college football. Oh I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> just, oh, my God. I miss college football. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can totally imagine. <laughs> who is your who is your CFL team right now?
1: Uh, well, you know, I, I've been following the Ottawa Red Blacks because they're the worst team in the league, and that's what Sickos do. Um, yep. Also, um, I think I, I've, I've kind of enjoyed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because they started out really hot, and then they lost like four in a row. And for some odd reason, I was listening to CFL talk radio after the oh, Rough Riders uh, lost – four in a row and it was the the politest angriest Canadians I've ever heard they were not happy with the coach and instead of saying that the coach should be fired in, in like the next week they said well you know maybe in the next two or three years or so he, he may need to move <laughs> on
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, idea that, the idea that oh you know he just doesn't have enough time yet give, it, give him some more time he's fine that's so polite. polite that's so beautiful okay well we had our big poll this week It was great. This is sort of the first poll we had in our new year and we got a ton of responses and we love it when folks send in just random stuff. And we'll talk about the random stuff, too. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about that now, I guess. Uh, What were some of those extra receiving vote things that you uh, really enjoyed there?
1: Well, uh, there was a few that I I really I really love when our followers get creative um, since we only give you like 10 spots to vote. It's it's great when they use one of the ten spots for something, uh, you know, just outlandish. Um, Of course, yeah. yeah. I I mean, you know, we have the standard vote for Fansville, Finlandia University. You know, Duke's mail bowl made the poll. uh, You know, with with, with eight points, but uh, didn't make the the top, you know, twenty five or anything like that. But just some of those random votes that the followers come up with. It's incredibly entertaining. And i we really, really love like all the submissions they get and they submit through just because it's a completely silly process what we're doing here. You know, they take the time to fill out the poll. I know it doesn't take too long, but we appreciate it. Every submission. What is what is my favorite one that I've seen? I, I'm upset that somebody actually put Popeyes in the Siccos poll. I I don't, that's really, I don't know why no, That's disappointing. I don't know why somebody yeah. did that. You you can't you can't put Popeyes on blast like that. You know, it's always they, gonna they be ten minutes they, for spicy.
0: Yeah, they've got they may oh, have had a bad day there. Like I went to Popeyes okay. the other day and I was sort of just waiting in line for like thirty minutes because I don't know what we'll say thank you to our fellow committee members who helped put this together because we were just talking about this beforehand commissioner escalante and i are not google you know sheets wizards which is a weird thing to say some of our fellow folks and you guys will meet them later on because they'll come on here and we'll talk to them they help us a ton with this stuff because otherwise we would be doing this for god we'd be just doing this for days and days and days on end
1: would did we get 435 different entries
0: yeah, something like that. Just an insane yeah. number. And, you know, we, what we love doing on this poll is we'll put out, if you guys haven't been with us before, we put out sort of a list of everyone who got votes. So it may be in tiny little font. I try to shrink it down so you can barely read it. But know that if you submitted something that's legit, then we will absolutely put it on there and you will get to see it. And you will find out that, you know, one person out there cares enough to list your team so, yeah, folks, we'll put up this whole list, but let's talk about our top 25. We're not going to spend a ton of time on each one of them because you guys know the reasons you put them here. We just like to see sort of what y'all did. Um, let's start with our number, tw- our number 25 team. Our number 25 team is Texas A&M. Uh, we have lots of fun offseason stuff from Texas A&M. Uh, Jimbo Fisher decided to beef with Nick Saban. Last year, they went 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in the SEC with an absolutely brutal loss to mississippi state and the next week turned around and beat alabama so i don't know about what a&m has in store for this year but we will see what's going on what do you think commissioner
1: yeah i i mean a&m has you know the high ranking preseason they start out seven and then i mean there's expectations there do they finally make the leap or do (laughs) they just settle back in at eight and four again
0: Uh, oh god i i just want aggie fans to be happy for once I just really like. I really do want them to be happy. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be sad, but yeah. You know,
1: I, I have a few uh, Aggie in laws, so um, I, I would like for them to be happy, but you know, not not too overly happy. I would say.
0: Number twenty four, we have Tennessee. Last season was Josh Heupel's first season. They went seven and six, four and four in the SEC, with a loss to oh it's a Purdue sorry a loss to Purdue in the Music City Bowl so what are you talking about they won that game yeah uh
1: uh-huh Feinbaum said it was okay
0: yeah a lot of people said a lot of things about that it wasn't there (laughs) Tennessee had a weirdly good season last year they only lost to really highly ranked opponents and lost to unranked Pitt but that was before we knew Pitt was going to be good so in retrospect that seems fine I like Tennessee this coming year I'm not sure why they're on the sickos list but I'm not going to debate it
1: um, maybe because of the 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 McDonald's scandal, I I, I guess for the paying the the paying the players and, and buying them McDonald's extra value meals. I don't I don't know, but they were a lot of fun. They their offense was crazy, but I don't know if their defense is any good. So maybe that's why
0: they go to Pitt this year. But we also don't know what Pitt's going to look like. So number twenty three is going to be Cal. Cal went five and seven last year, four and four in the Pac twelve. Cal did the impossible. They lost to Arizona. No one else managed that.
1: I mean, I I feel bad for them in that game because they had a lot of, I guess, uh, a a big part of their team missed out due to, I guess, COVID. And, uh, I mean, they still...
0: That was the the COVID game, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they missed a few things.
1: I don't want to necessarily discount that. And then, you know, the the Pac-12 uneasiness... uh, with USC and UCLA moving to the big 10 this kind of puts it in perspective also the they played in in one of the ultimate sickos games last year um, against USC when both teams were not bowl eligible or or couldn't get the bowl eligibility and they played on like the championship weekend I mean that that game was fantastic it was for you know it, it was a is was a game just fun to watch. I just put it that way. It was just playing for pride for both sides.
0: Now we have number 22, AP Poll Ranked Miami. Miami is under new management. They got Mario. They fired Manny after a 7-5 and five season. Miami's another team. Like, I want them to do well because I want Miami fans to be happy again. Like, not not to the point where they're, I mean, the minute they start winning again, it's going to be you know, throwing up the U and it's going to be that again. That's fine.
1: So but, so you feel the same way how I feel with like a and m like I, I want them to be happy, but
0: like not overly happy right because then then like it just it becomes a thing. They are going to Kyle Field to face Texas a and m early on That should be fun so that that's gonna be an anxiety fest for everyone involved.
1: should be a good time for us.
0: Yeah, oh, we're going to have an absolute blast with that because I I, I can't think of a... Well, there are lots of great culture clashes. Miami at Texas A&M feels like a really good one. Number 21 is Miami's partner in crime, Florida State. Mike Norvell, year two. And coming off a year where they lost to number nine, Notre Dame, and number 16, Jacksonville State. Unfortunately, that number 16 is an FCS team. So how are you feeling about Florida State next year?
1: Are we talking about the Noles? Um, I,
0: God, I, I think We're I
1: sure. think they they made this ranking. I, I felt like they would be higher based off of that fire Mike Norvell space that they did after after oh, the number one recruit uh, went to Jackson State. So I, how, I many, think, how many
0: how many hours how many hours was that? I, that I was... don't remember.
1: I, I was listening to it. I, I I'm saying at least four. To five hours that I was in there personally, Uh, but no, I was in that space for a while and it was, um, it was like a let it all out therapy session and just everybody had to enter the Twitter space saying the phrase fire Mike Norvell first, and then they could talk. Um, Yeah, definitely. I feel like just that space alone, they deserve to be in the top 25 of the sickos poll.
0: And then number 20 actually on our list is Florida State's opponent in week 2, LSU. Brian Kelly in Baton Rouge. LSU has these beautiful moments of clarity. It's it's like people who are just crazy and rambling and then they say one thing and they're like, "Oh my god, it's it's totally clear. They make total sense." And that was the Joe Burrow season. And then now they're back to rambling incoherently and I don't like I don't understand.
1: You know, I, I grew up down there. So, uh, growing up in, in, in very, very South Louisiana, LSU was, it's kind of, I'll just say it this way they're a little bit like Auburn. They'll have like moments and breakthrough and win a, a national championship. And then here comes the, the crazy firing again, which I mean, and then when they added Brian Kelly, th- this is, for me personally, it's, it's weird to see Brian Kelly as the, the coach of LSU, but I know we had a few votes for Brian Kelly's southern accent.
0: Number 19, <laughs> the sexiest coach alive, besides Terry Bowden. Bert. Brett Bielema, year two. Looking fine, Bert. Last year, they opened up with that big win over Nebraska and then hit every tree on the way down, minus the most beautiful game alive, where they took out Penn State 20-18 to 18. In nine overtimes.
1: I can't believe... I'm just looking at the attendance for that. It said 105,000 in, in, in one. Got to witness a nine, over t- nine overtime game in person. Um, we're, I'm just jealous. I, I wish I was there.
0: That's... You know how many like therapists are going to make their living the next year to- with people talking about that game? That's a lot of people who are going to need some heavy therapy to get over what they saw. Number eighteen, Georgia Tech, Jeff Collins. What are you doing? Like, like, what are you really? What, what are you trying here, my my friend?
1: I, Jeff Collins has that that ultimate soundbite where he says a lot of words, and and it basically doesn't sound like anything.
0: Yeah, anything is a like right, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're
1: you know we've been messing around on Twitter with I think was it Stats of War Parker. Um, he he says like the phrases that everybody says in training camp but i feel like jeff collins has has those mastered uh but georgia tech fans their patience is running thin uh you know especially leaving the option a few years ago
0: and and if you listen to any of the other podcasts that we listen to you know that georgia tech's upcoming schedule includes opening at number four Clemson not sorry not at Clemson they're at number four Clemson at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta which is going to be a Clemson home game playing Ole Miss at home and they're going to UCF you don't have to do this to yourselves oh of course and at Georgia because they always have to end at Georgia number 17 our boys from Monroe the Terry Bowden experience rolls on for UL Monroe.
1: It, it's weird. This this sicko thing that started is just like because I've as a college football fan, I, I felt like I, I'm the Internet's only like ULM fan. Um, I really didn't have much, uh, I guess, connection on Twitter or anything like that with anybody. And this is kind of how I consume college football is basically, like, I know my team that I'm following, which I do have other teams that I follow, you know, based on where I'm from and, and, you know, my family and and things of that nature. But basically, I I would watch this on, like, ESPN3 or whatever it was on and, you know, just root for them to win. I I got to enjoy the magical 2007. I got to enjoy 2012. Um, But the the things ULM is few and far between. Uh, I really... Uh, just enjoy the experience. But like the college football experience for me is just like there, there was never like a, a big yelling portion of Twitter that I could ever find about a ULM fan. Um, and then I would always be watching the weird football games. Like I, I'm watching the stuff on ESPN3 I, while everybody else is like watching the main game on ESPN. And I'm I'm like basically as far down the dial or on like a mobile app trying to watch uh, the, the the team that I went to, uh, the school that I went to for many many years, which this school is is basically it's it's they're the poorest one uh, in FBS. We, we found out and, we found out what
0: the, the, I mean, they're paying they're ter- they're paying Terry Bowden like like not even assistant money. They're paying Terry Bowden like it, like if he if we found out that he got paid in like fresh catfish, that wouldn't be surprising. He probably gets he he probably gets a bunch of crawdads. Like that's probably what he gets paid in. I don't know. This is his retirement gig. He's enjoying it. I think there
1: was something that that I was, I was, I mean, he says it's his last job, but I mean, like he's, he's over 65 now. I don't know how long he will be with uh, ULM. And it's kind of weird for your coach to just say that, hey, this is my last job. Uh, Like it's like, it's one of those things. ULM pulled him back in for one one, last job. One last. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: uh, (laughs) is is the one last score.
1: One last score. ULM, the Warhawks and Terry Bowden. He's, he's gotta, he's gotta make one last heist. Uh, maybe he'll steal a win from Texas. So, <laughs> first game yeah, of the year. Yeah, so let's let's talk it, about let's talk about that.
0: Um, they open with a four-game stretch that that is pretty. I am proud of them. I wish them the best. They go to Texas for game one. Nichols at home at Alabama for game three, and then they host the their rivals week four. Uh, the I will call them Louisiana Lafayette, deferring to you, the raging Cajuns. Number <laughs> sixteen, we have got Northwestern. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald in his seventeenth year at Northwestern.
1: Wait, seventeen years of Pat Fitzgerald Yeah, I, I, I found that out today, and I was,
0: I, I was legitimately no. shocked. It, he has been there for so like a long. Maybe no, yeah, he's been there seventeen yeah. years. No way. Yeah, he he. so so he he got that job in 2006. He's only 47. I keep thinking like, like when in my mind, Pat Fitzgerald is like this grizzled old dude, we talk about him like he's 70 years old. Grandpa, Sim- Grandpa from the Simpsons, like a feisty old man. No, he's just a sort of youngish head coach dude who just has this job forever now.
1: okay. All right, that, that, that threw me off a little bit.
0: All right, <laughs> so they have this weird thing where in 2020 they went to the Big Ten. They went to the Big Ten championship game. They went to the Citrus Bowl. They beat Auburn in the Citrus Bowl. And then last year it was just bad. They was it was three and nine, one and eight in the Big Ten. They beat Rutgers. Yeah, at home though, like at least the home crowd saw it. They open, of course, with our favorite game, the Ireland game, in week zero. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. I'm still shocked that 17 years of Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, I know. It, 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 and, he's,
0: you, and you said he's 47. Yeah, no, he's a young guy. He got that. He got that job when he was 30. When he was 30. Yeah.
1: The Northwestern named him head coach. Appar- okay.
0: Apparently so. <sighs> that first game, that kickoff game against Nebraska at in Dublin. That's. I don't know. I like it made sense for a while because we were sending like Notre Dame to Ireland. We were sending Boston College. That's vaguely Irish. And then now we're just sending stuff. New Mexico State number fifteen. Jerry Kill is moving to Las Cruces. New Mexico State is our favorite thing to watch on whatever station we can find it on. Looking up the TV schedule from last year, it was on something called Aggie Vision an awful lot. And I'm, Aggie Vision yes. sounds like like beer goggles, but for farm hands. I don't know. It's oh god. I know we watched that first UTEP game on like KV. K, was it KVIA? KIVA?
1: KVIA El Paso is what yes. we watched that on like not like on a streaming app. It was on. You had to go to like the actual website of the, and then you'd have to click open the little window that what they would show ads in that's where they were playing the game on and you could expand it and watch it there it was great
0: oh yeah and those and those local las Los cruces el paso ads were absolutely great oh. <laughs> uh we will see once again like just just like jerry bowden they're paying jerry kill like no money to do this but this is also supposed to be his like relaxing job they just are going to be digging uphill this whole time number 14 kent state now this one was interesting because I don't know that they would have been on anyone's radar, except we had one random morning where we looked at their next schedule for this year and found out that they have the probably the worst opening four games. They're at Washington, at Oklahoma, Long Island at home, and at Georgia. Yeah, I
1: think you made a graphic because you said it was, it was metal. It was metal as hell. That's right, yes. <laughs> yeah, It was. I think uh, some Kent State fans in the mentions were just like, I, I hate that we do this. Every year, uh, but we have to do it, and it, it feels like a similar situation to ULM is that they have to get these pay games to keep their, you know, football team going. Not just the football team, but the entire athletic department. Now, I mean, really, they still got a shot to win the MAC, honestly. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. If they if they can make it through, not banged up.
0: They Man, that opening four games, we actually had in our our mentions a former Kent State football player that was talking about that going like, yeah, it's fun to go to these places. That's a lot of it, too. But just the body, the beating you take, the body beating you take is just going to be real rough here. Number 13, have you considered Arizona State? Herm is going to be in his fifth season coming up. They are just in a weird spot right now.
1: I guess fire around Herm, I would say. Also around the athletic director, who was his former agent, I believe. Um, and there's some NCA investigations. There's some interesting, you know, there was some transfers out. They got a new transfer in. Um, we remarked that I think all of their quarterbacks wear these weird sleeves that are kind
0: of baggy for some odd reason. If we just go one spot forward, number 12, Arizona. I actually have a friend who's an Arizona fan who went to Arizona. And she is just like, doesn't understand how things have just gone so badly so quickly that it wasn't like they were ever good, but they were getting to bowls like six, seven years ago. And then this...
1: Yeah, I just went through Arizona's history, and I was kind of amazed that like the last time they won the Pac-12 was in 1993, and that oh, was like God. a co-championship. But I, I know they're they're normally okay, uh, maybe like a mid-tier bowl game, maybe like the Las Vegas Bowl or something of that nature. But, I mean, after, I guess, Rich Rod was dismissed and then followed up by Mr. Kevin Sublin of uh, A&M, I guess, fame. They left, and then uh, I don't know what happened there, but Fish, Jed Fish, he's been, like, an assistant coach his whole life. I think this is his first head coaching job. Oh, is it? Um, I think so, just off the top of my head. But, I mean, he's an inherited a mess. Um, 1-11 last year was – I mean, I feel like that's great, Um, even though they did lose to uh, FCS, uh, Northern Arizona. And then this year they have – I mean, they opened – uh, San Diego State Stadium Snapdragon Stadium they go play there then back at home uh, late night against Mississippi State and then they invite North Dakota State in what are you doing um, Arizona what that, what are you doing yeah. Arizona I don't know and then I, I've heard people that they're over under for wins this year is three and a half
0: you know it's funny because I've been you know I've been throwing up all these like random graphics with all this you know just stats that I've been pulling out of nowhere and for some reason Arizona shows up on every list, and I can't figure out why. It's not like I'm pulling bad stats; just weird stats. Oh, yeah. they'll have like the most, you know, left-footed punted kicks blocked or whatever. Like just the weirdest stats I've ever seen. Arizona keeps showing up. I I, I don't understand what they were doing last year, but it wasn't it wasn't football like we know it. We'll put it that way. Well, we enjoy watching it though. Right? Oh, it oh yeah, because I never know what's going to happen there. Arizona is the beauty of. <laughs> Yeah, the beauty of Arizona is that it's just chaos is the wrong word. It just seems like they're trying so hard to to not get points. They're trying so hard to do all these other. It's it's like achievement hunting in video games, right? Like when you're like, oh, I'm going to do all, extra, oh, I'm gonna get all the extra little things. Like, are you going to win? No, I don't need that. I don't need to win. It's fine. I just need to get, you know, oh, I need to, you know, cross the 20 yard line 40 times. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I, right. That's exactly how I feel watching them.
1: i i mean it's enjoyable i'll just say that
0: number 11 usc lincoln riley is heading all the way out to california and now it's just sort of going what's gonna happen i don't know i don't know that anyone knows and that's the beauty of it
1: i I feel like this ranking just being 11 is the situation where they fired clay helton they hired uh lincoln riley basically out of nowhere that was kind of a shock now they have these weird almost like Lincoln you need to turn this around immediately expectations I feel
0: that that feels um, it too yeah
1: I, I I don't know if they'll stay in the poll if they start performing well but I feel like just because there's so many questions this this ranking of 11th USC here it's just so much up in the air and it's a very confusing time for usc so it's kind of like i want to watch i don't know if it's just like oklahoma fans hoping for the worst too so that you know that's Um, that's
0: again like they've they still have some uh we'll call it jilted ex ex ex-boyfriend energy you know we hope we hope he goes off and does fine but if he doesn't that'll be great too like it just just a little bit of that still hanging in there a little yeah i would say a little Uh, so (laughs) Number ten, Hawaii. After whatever Todd Graham did out there, we've now got Timmy Chang.
1: The, the return of Timmy, Timmy Chang. Now, uh, we'll, we'll, I you know, mean, he's he's an inheriting a mess.
0: Like, oh yeah, it's it's an absolute just crater at this point, which is unfortunate because we'll say it a thousand times. Hawaii games are amazing. Like that's yeah. that's the nightcap. That's where we go. That's what we want to see when we're. Drinking the last beer, or nowadays more likely having a glass of water to counteract the beers beforehand, and you know it's eleven fifty nine p.m. Central, and Hawaii's going to kick off.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's the perfect nightcap to the day, and you know it, it, it it's sad to see what the stadium
0: happened.
1: You know we we oh, missed that's, the the that's commentator right. Robert Kalua, uh, oh, so God, they're playing God. in like a high school stadium right now. No, they're, they're, um,
0: it it look only looks like it. That's their um. That's their uh, athletics oh, it's their practice field. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was. Okay. It, yeah, either their practice field or that's also their um, uh, their like athletics, their track and field stadium too. Was the capacity only nine thousand? It's it's real low. Yeah, it's real low. They've expanded it a little bit, but it's not going to be enough. Uh, but this year they are going to Michigan, which ought to be a really fun game. You know, I don't know what's going to happen, but. I think that Hawaii getting the chance to go to the big house is a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting trip from them. I'm sure they fly all over the place naturally. Uh, and, of course, they kick off against Vanderbilt.
0: Oh, um, that's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> that'll be fun. A week zero game just a few days away from that. That'll wait, be is, our nightcap. Yeah,
0: wait, is that, wait that, it says 4.30 p.m. Is that 4.30 local to Hawaii? I assume it is. That's
1: That's Hawaii time. So I believe that is like. 10 or is it nine? Nine thirty nine PM thirty central. Nine thirty
0: central, central. Yep. So that's gonna be a perfect nightcap. And actually, mm-hmm. not to spoil the rest of our rankings, but that is gonna be a ranked versus ranked matchup for week for week zero for mm-hmm. us, which I'm just saying, guys, big deal. Uh number nine, Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. Punts, baby.
1: Definitely. Um uh, my favorite fact with Iowa, I mean I did punt a lot, which is is, is fine. He likes to punt and play field position. This is Iowa football. This is their brand. Uh, that's what they do. And my favorite fact is that everybody on the the staff got a raise. And uh, the lowest raise went to the offensive coordinator, his son, Brian Ferentz. Uh, so, Iowa, again, like I think last year they made it to like rank number two overall. Oh, God, they Purdue, did, didn't they? Oh, And then Purdue blew Yeah, they it. did. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, that's what Purdue does. They do open with South Dakota State and everybody's kind of picking that one as the FCS over FBS upset.
0: Number eight, our beloved Rutgers Scarlet Knights. They managed uh, five and eight last year, but that was two and seven in the Big Ten. Now, Shiano has them kind of turned around and their schedule isn't minus, you know, the obvious like, oh, they have to play the entire Big Ten East, which, yeah, that's a problem. But beyond that, I think they're going to have a pretty good year. You know, I, I
1: don't know if they'll make a bowl game at five and seven again. You know, they did get called out out of the blue to go play Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. Well, that's right.
0: They got they got um, called up like with you know like five days in advance, like woke them up out of Christmas slumber. Oh, fine, we'll go play. Cool, wherever. That's right.
1: Shiano was like, "Let's go to Jacksonville."
0: So that's what every every kid from New Jersey wants to hear. The week of the week after Christmas. Hey guys, oh, we're going right. to Jacksonville. Let's go. That's right. Hope you have your shots. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to Jacksonville. Um, number oh, seven. No, oh yeah, Duval. Number seven, the Auburn Tigers. Last year, they had a really promising start to the season, and then man, when they hit the skid, the skid just got real bad. They lost their last five, including a bowl game against Houston.
1: Oh, then the offseason was I think we had the graphic of where in the world is is Brian Harson. You know, the boosters tried to, I guess, have a, a coup and and, and oust Harson after his first year. Um there's a big change in his entire coaching staff. I think his defensive coordinator went to Oklahoma State. Um his offensive coordinator went I, I can't remember where but now he has all his guys in there and then i mean you have boosters just waiting to oust him at the first sign of, of any trouble so
0: now do you remember who I'm not do, you, sure. do you remember who his offensive coordinator was
1: oh no it was mike bobo it was mike
0: <laughs> bobo and mike bobo this year is an analyst at georgia he's coming home guys number 6 the vanderbilt commodores Vandy is so much fun because they know where they are and they just play the cards that are dealt. Occasionally they have a 6-6 and season and it feels really good. Last year was not one of those seasons.
1: They had two really great games last year. uh, Really enjoyable to watch. The one where they played at Colorado State and they won, I think, on a last-second field goal. And then the UConn game where they won on a last-second field goal. That was their two wins last year. They were, I mean incredibly feisty in those games I would like to see a little bit more improvement but I mean we're gonna watch Vandy uh, all the time and they they do warrant their ranking I mean I think there was one point where Vandy was playing Georgia last year we were counting how many yards Vandy had compared to how many points Georgia had and I think Vandy barely edged it at the end uh, even though they lost 62 nothing
0: let's here we go Uh, total yards Vanderbilt 77 Georgia point 62 it was
1: close Close. So 77 to 62 yards, the points. Um, we, we, You know, I, I did a deep dive in Vandia in the offseason. Didn't realize that they're they're like 1920s and, and 1915 team uh, just scoring like points like crazy. Uh, it was fun to, to, to get into the, the team's history. Uh, the, again, they open at Hawaii. Uh, we look forward to that tremendously.
0: Number five, Rock Chalk, Kansas Jayhawks. Lance Leipold is doing some good things there and I know our Texas fans are going to start flinching but they beat Texas last year and the year before they, I believe like that. that's two in a row now.
1: No, 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 not. Two oh, it wasn't. It wasn't in a row. No, two in a row. No, okay, don't, don't do that. It, it was it was it was 2016 and, and last year. Give to Texas fans. I, a was, I, was,
0: I was like, I think that's two in a row now.
1: <laughs> Give them a reprieve here. No, they're. I uh, I remember watching the first game when they were playing against South Dakota. They won that game, and and I believe they they stormed the field. That was that was fantastic. Uh, and then they had a game uh, when Oklahoma was playing That's them right. last year. They like put out the social media thing, like, "Hey, all the gates are open. All your students are welcome to come here." And uh, they were fighting with Oklahoma, and and they they took them to the wire, and there was a questionable call that went against them. Yeah, that was. That was a little bit of a fun season and then the huge Texas win out of nowhere because they had lost like 7 in a row or was it 8, in, eight a row in a row until they won that game. Yep. Yeah. And it was at Texas, which is shocking. It was a great game. It was a fantastic game. I think it was our our second game our second ranked game of the year last year.
0: Number 4, our UMass Minutemen. Coach Don Brown, the most northeastern dude we have ever found.
1: Oh, man. I think we may made jokes about him liking his clam chowder better not be running he'll get upset yeah that UMass is um they had a rough season last year their one win was over UConn uh we we watched that game on Flow Sports which is uh, uh is it's a streaming provider that pay you have to it's like twenty a month compared to like ESPN Plus, which is like with
0: no with no like
1: six or seven months. Right.
0: Well, and their big thing is like there's no trial either. Nope. You got to pony up the cash no. straight ahead because 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 they know straight that you're going to be running after you watch some of the stuff on there.
1: Definitely. Like, I mean, if you're a true sicko, you're going to pay me twenty dollars for a full month of this streaming, UMass football, and of course, I, I paid it. Uh, I'm not I'm not afraid to admit that I paid to watch
0: that game. Don Brown, like I said, has one of like the most New England uh, careers. He was a quarterback at Norwich, which is this like tiny school in Vermont. Uh, he also coached at Dartmouth, at Yale, Plymouth State, was at UMass first time around when they were at FCS, Northeastern. He was at UConn as a defensive coordinator, at Boston College defensive coordinator, and then he went to Michigan for four years. And Michigan fans have the like, their various west. opinions of the Don Brown experience there.
1: That was the furthest West that he had ever been until.
0: And then he went to Arizona in 2021. And I assume he took one step off the plane, felt that heat, and was like, I'm never doing this again.
1: So he, he was the defensive coordinator of a 1-on-11 team, and then he inherits a team that went 1-on-11.
0: He's also old the enough to like, have one of those careers where, like, he was base. He was Yale's like baseball coach in '92 too. Whenever you get look, if you guys have never looked at like old coach records, every once in a while you'll find like a coach who's like, "Oh yeah, he was the football coach, and he was also the baseball coach and the basketball coach, and he taught you know physics or something." It's like every
1: teacher in high school.
0: High school's just catching up. Uh, at
1: he was also the school nurse.
0: <laughs> I I can just imagine, like he is definitely the kind of coach that's like, take a salt tablet. Like oh just going to rub some dirt on that it's fine.
1: Walk it off.
0: Walk it off. He has tossing the medicine ball around. Yeah. He has one of those what are those those old like those weight belt jiggly things. Just a just a bunch <laughs> of these like giant linemen just standing there in these like weight jiggly things. I don't know coach but it feels real good. I like this. Uh, they have they certainly have a schedule. Man, they're going to Kyle Field. UMass is going to walk into Kyle Field during Socon Challenge Week and just absolutely enjoy the beautiful stadium huh yeah that's a weird one That
1: may be. huh okay
0: uh november 5th is the when to mark on that it is at yukon this year the big rivalry game that game guys is always so much fun because both teams really really care about it and we really really care about it and it's a lot of fun to watch that game
1: i thought they moved that one to the friday on the fourth
0: did they they may have i wikipedia you okay. know what wikipedia may not be the most uh up to date i have found oh. several times going through um through not the biggest teams. Occasionally, Wikipedia's people do not update as, as quickly as <laughs> as you would consider. Take over Number three, Texas is
1: back? Question mark? The endless Texas is back question. There's some big hopes this year for Texas. There's like that one internet video uh, that I love so much. It's it's a Texas fan basically talking to himself to talk him in to being a Texas fan again this year and, and asking him to drink the Texas fan Kool-Aid. Uh, they'll be tested early, but this is one of the teams that is 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 sickos. Mostly, I, I can see why they get a lot of votes. Is because, I mean, they were five and seven last year, and then the expectations this year is like you need to go eleven and one and win the Big Twelve, or like ten and two, it's and it's just, just so like
0: insane. Oh my
1: god, cal- calm down a little bit, Texas fans, please. But, but it's 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 like the outside. Everybody's like really enjoys like the Texas is back thing and Texas is not back and uh, I feel like that's one of the, the the most sickos things is that they they love to throw their horns down uh, everybody loves to throw it except like you know Texas fans I mean you see like babies in an East Carolina uh, college World Series game, <laughs> like toddlers throwing down horns down. Uh, like people love to do the horns down and root against Texas for some reason, but it's, it's the age old college football question that always comes back. Is Texas back? It's almost like, is the
0: U back? But the Texas is back is like almost like 20 times that. They play Alabama week two, and I'm looking forward to that game for a lot of reasons. What I really hope, I think a lot of us are. What I what I really hope is that Quinn Ewers just does not get massacred in that game because they've picked their they picked their shiny new quarterback. He's the Ohio State transfer. They also play UTSA, which UTSA was our beloved team last year. Meet me. They did awesome. Don't know what they're going to look like this year, but I wouldn't want a feisty in-state rival who has a lot has nothing to lose coming to my town. And they
1: they've never played they've never played each other either. Have they really so not? This, this is, is like never. Huge. Oh wow. No, I don't. I don't believe they've ever played each other. And I mean, it's really not that far away from each other either. So it's, I mean, it's, it's a short trip down I thirty five to Austin. The first three games of Texas is going to be a lot of interesting things. They got all three games at home. The first one is like, hey, here you go. Here's Terry Bowden and Louisiana Monroe money game. Let's get you warmed up before Bama comes to town. They're putting
0: that in the Longhorn. Bama
1: comes They're to putting town.
0: putting on the Longhorn Network. Come on. I need, that's at least that's gonna be an ESPN uh, two at least, man.
1: Yeah, uh, the first three games of this of this year will tell a lot uh, of Texas's season, and I feel like that's why. And then they their first road trip is all the way out uh, in Lubbock, Texas Tech, so it'll be interesting. And if they come through it unscathed, you know we're gonna get that Texas's back.
0: Number two is UConn, the Huskies. <laughs> This is going to be the first year of the Jim Mora Jr. experiment. It's hashtag Husky Revolution. What was the thing they said today? What was what was on their wall today?
1: On the wall today, evidently it pertains to just their defensive line, but there's something painted on their wall in the locker room. It says War Daddies.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, if, if I had paint and some stencils, I'd do it too. Why not?
1: Jim Mora Jr., no connection to Connecticut. I think like his lineage is, is basically the state of Washington. I, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm very interested in it. Uh, they are they appear to be recruiting better. You know, that's what Jim Moore Jr. does. They, he will recruit. But I know that the defensive coordinator, I mean, had to step away for a little bit. Um, hopefully everything's okay there. I'm not 100% sure. Lou Spanos is okay. It, it feels like Jim Moore Jr. may be doing the same thing that Terry Bowden did, uh, like coming back for one more score. Hey, my buyout money ran out, and I need to be a coach somewhere. What happened was he at UCLA a few years ago, and then like I guess his buyout is, is done, and then now it's uh, he's back coaching again.
0: So Mora is 60, and Don Brown is 67. It's going to be the most aggressive... Wait, wait Jim Moore Jr., Jim Moore Jr is 60. 6-0. Six zero, yes sir. He was born in LA apparently. I'm I am old. All right. So yeah, Jim uh, Moore Jr is wow. 60 years old. Don Brown is 67. That game is going to be the most like aggressively old man football you've ever seen. Like there may be like a medicine ball tossing contest, you know, out in the middle of the field.
1: And then those uh the the the, the things you put around your belt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Get the little wiggly weight things. I will,
1: the wiggly weight belts. That's what you call exactly. them. Um I, I really want to go to this uh, UMass versus UConn game up there in, in East Hartford. I, I really want to go and, and I want to find a way to do it. it it'll be a little bit of a uh, a flight and hotel and rental car for me because it's, it's clear across the country from where, I, where I'm at, basically deep in the south. I would really want to, I, I really want to go that, to that game because that's always one of the Sicko's games, uh, favorite games of this, of the year. UConn, UMass, it's 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 always up there for us.
0: Number one, I think we all sort of had it in our heart. We knew what was coming. Yeah. The best three and nine team in the country last year, the Nebraska mm-hmm. Cornhuskers. Guys, I want to let you know, we don't enjoy bagging on, on Nebraska all the time. In fact, we have lots of conversations about uh, maybe, you know, maybe we we'll let Nebraska go this week, but... People just call for it. Nebraska fans call for it. At this point, they're just like standing up to this, the hurricane going, "Come on, fine, whatever, just throw it at me." Uh, I
1: mean, I, I, the, you, you have to feel bad for Nebraska. There,
0: but there are a lot the of way that there are they, a lo- There are a lot of folks from the '90s <sighs> who will absolutely say you do not have to feel bad for Nebraska, but go ahead. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I had my neighbor growing up, my across the street neighbor, a huge Nebraska fan. My my mom growing up was, uh, you know, she's from Miami, so uh, she grew up with the U. And every year at Christmas, this Nebraska fan neighbor, his name was Larry. Instead of doing any Christmas lights on his roof or anything on his house whatsoever, he would always just decorate a big red N on his roof. <laughs> That's it. Just a red N in lights. That is it. Um, and... When, like, I think in 94, yes, I old. that Nebraska beat the Hurricanes, that was just, like, the most torturous, like, New Year's time for me personally. <laughs> but I would like to see Nebraska relevant again. I, I feel like they can be. They They just seem to just hurt themselves and shoot themselves in the foot in the worst possible way at the worst possible time. And it was just, like, you can't. Just do this to yourself again, and and they did, over and over and over. And it's just like I mean, we don't want to rank you number one. Honestly, we want you to be good. But it's just Nebraska is just like, please, just go seven and five, eight and four, go to a bowl game, please, please. I'm 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 begging you, Nebraska. Just just please do it for for the sickos. I mean, we don't want to bag on you, and and we appreciate the Nebraska followers. Um, uh, you guys. All of you, like you guys and gals, um, like took us in stride and and really embraced us.
0: It's it's like watching, (sighs) you know, not to not to get F1 in our college football, but it's like watching Ferrari race. It's like something's going to happen. You don't know what. It may not be their fault, but something's going to happen. No one can have that much bad luck all the time. Like statistically, that's that's unlikely. they will put it that way.
1: That's why they're, they're you know they were our sickos national champions last year. This is why they're they're ranked number one. They have the crazy Ireland game. Then they they played North Dakota, uh, which they don't have a bye. They go oh
0: god, they're coming they play straight a game back. in
1: Ireland and straight back to play a game against an FCS team. But it's North Dakota, not North Dakota State. But still. Uh, I think last year they, ha- they had to play like nine games in a row without a buy. So at least this year they have only four games, but an Ireland trip mixed in there, which. Uh,
0: that's, that's yeah. not a lot of, that's uh, not a lot of turnaround. I'm going to say that I'd like, I wouldn't I, like, I, I'm an old man. Like you are, I wouldn't schedule a trip. Like <laughs> I wouldn't schedule a trip like that for myself. I would, I would, I would put in you know, a week off. I'd call in a week of work and be like, I, you know, I'm coming back from a vacation. I don't know if I'm feeling this this week. You got to sandbag a
1: few days once you get older, right? right. You, you, you drive, you know, nine hours or, or whatever. Uh, you have to schedule in a day of rest after you get back. You can't just uh, get back to action. Now, now these are, uh, you know, college kids. So hopefully they can bounce back and, and hopefully they, they have a lot of positivity coming back with them after the Ireland game. We we can hope.
0: I, I'm, I'm very much hoping for them. I think that I think that our top 25 this year to start off with is really good. If you guys don't know, we don't do a top 25 every week because we like to let things settle a little bit. So uh, what we'll do is we'll get you another one after week five, I think, and then after week nine and sort of go from there, see what teams are starting to make move up and down. As always, you can find us at Twitter at, at Sico's Committee. I think that uh, what we're aiming for is at least to do once a week going forward. We'll see how that goes. We'll talk about sort of our upcoming games of the week for week zero we have things like vandy and hawaii that we definitely want to talk about as well commission anything else you want to say
1: yeah i i just uh, appreciate everybody following and, and thank you for listening if you wanted to listen to our ramblings it's 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 fantastic i've been enjoying trying to do the substack and uh, continuing the adopted G5 team, you know, process here by I, <laughs> me randomly mapping out teams that you could possibly root for on some randomly asked questions that I I just pose in my head and, and try to get into uh, each uh, P5 teams, you know, mindset. Just trying to expand the, the college football world of, of the P5 fans to so they can follow some additional teams and and watch all the sickos games that we watch here uh because i mean uh, as sickos uh we we just want to watch everything it's not like we're calling your team sicko a sicko it, it's us we're, we're the sickos so <laughs> we're the ones that just can't get enough college football and, and we will uh jump through hoops to to watch all the games and just want to give you i guess a rooting interest and we appreciate that so if you want to subscribe to that uh newsletter we'll try to continue that throughout the year maybe with some uh you know, maybe recaps or some previews and things of that nature. But otherwise, I, I appreciate you listening to this. I don't know uh, how much you enjoyed it, but but thank you if you made it all the way through here.
0: Uh, I also want to say thank you to a whole bunch of folks that will have to actually get what they want to be called on the air, but just so you guys know that it's just the two of us talking right now, but honestly, we have so many people that help us out with this. It's a, truly a committee. It's a bunch of folks that love college football like we all do, that we all happen to be together and we just toss ideas around and they post the fun stuff. You've met some of them already because they've done our, our directrix of syn- psycholytics and other stuff like that. Our yeah. Detner score was all by other folks. And so throughout the season, we'll have them come on. We just started this with the two of us because we wanted to make sure that this whole thing would even work at all.
1: Yeah, we're. I, I'm currently... Uh you know, podcasting from my closet. So uh, we'll, we'll see how, how this works out in the future. And, I mean, we, we definitely do uh, appreciate everybody in the Sickos Committee. We have so many fans of college football, and their fandoms are just all over the place. The Twitter account was just meant for, like, 30 of us, and it just kind of took off and, and went crazy when I started tweeting last year. Uh and basically trying to take on the persona of the sicko's guy. And now I'm here doing a podcast in my closet. So uh, it's working out great for me.
0: (laughs) It's working out good, man. We'll see you guys next time.